With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Discussion 5 brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network is growing, and we want to make sure that you're aware of everything going on. So let's give you the rundown of the schedule every week brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every single Monday, that's all 31 NHL shows coming at you. One show for every NHL team on Tuesdays. We've got Tales with TR, which also runs on Thursdays. Uh, we've also got Hockey to Heroin coming to you. The Road to Recovery, hosted by Brady Levold, every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, the Fourth Line Voice coming to you every Wednesday and Sunday. The Ice Analytics Podcast coming to you every Friday. And the House of Hockey Podcast every Tuesday, hosted by Breezy and Ray Ray. If you want to see more, go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or at hockeypodnet to check out more. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 63 of the Discussion 5. That's right, we're back. Brothers of Discussion are here to talk to you about the five most pressing matters for uh, the Detroit Red Wings, kind of, considering there's not much news. There'll be plenty of news next week, right? We'll have our draft lottery in. We're going to talk about pick number four. Woo! Can't wait for pick number four. <laughs> so today, uh, like always, we're going to continue the conversation on our uh, redrafting of the NHL's uh, past NHL drafts so that we can figure out like what's going on, what chances do the Red Wings actually have uh, of uh, you know landing, as Steve Eiserman put, uh, one or two picks out of every draft over the next few years. So uh, we'll hopefully keep our fingers crossed. We'll go over today uh, that 2005 NHL draft. Uh, on top of that, we've got some Datsuk news and uh, a couple of quick hits in regards Big news to the general, general Huge. NHL conversation. Uh, but uh, before we do that, don't forget to check out the Brothers of Discussion at uh, bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter for this particular show, at bodhockey. For our pro wrestling show, you can find us on Twitter, at bodpodcast. So if you're looking for some pro wrestling coverage, check us out there. Find us on Instagram with a joint account that covers both uh, the NHL and uh, pro wrestling. It's at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Same thing for our YouTube channel. Both shows go up there on a weekly basis. That's just the Brothers of Discussion on YouTube. And uh, the best thing you can do to help out the Brothers of Discussion is head on over either to YouTube and subscribe or go on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review for us. We would greatly appreciate it. All comments are uh, more than welcome. We like to learn, uh, see what everybody's thinking about uh, the Brothers to Discussion content, see what we can do to improve here a little bit. But, uh, Mike, easiest way to transition into what we're going to talk about today. Oh, real quick. If uh, uh, you need some some CBD products, if you are in need, uh, we have a link at the top of our website, bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com, whichever one you want to pick. Uh, right at the top bar, you can click on that sucker. It's going to take you straight to CBD Medic. Use promo code BOD Podcast. You're going to get 
two products uh, and a third one for free. Uh, so you buy two, get one free. Uh, that's what the promo code does. But if you make that purchase using that link, we get commission on that sale. So not saying go there and buy things you don't need. I'm saying that if you need your CBD products, go that route and you're going to help out the Brothers of Discussion. Does a great deal of good and uh, we can continue to make our show better uh, as we've tried to do. And like I mentioned on the Pro Wrestling Show, Mike, I've got some things in the works. So hopefully with the new stuff heading down to Matt's house in Michigan, we'll be looking prettier uh, sooner rather than later. All right. So speaking of looking pretty. Oh, um, yeah. Let me, let me point out. Ah, I can't do it. This shoulder. There we go. There he is. Look at that. <laughs> um, Mike, Pavel Datsuk's in um, national news. It's insane to me. Uh, so he's, uh, here's, he's, here's he's clearly a big fan of uh, 28 Days Later, Matt. That's what we're learning. <laughs> Pavel Datsuk is either held up in a monastery or at home at his cottage with his family. So let's, let's give a little background on this. Um, here we go. This is the report that came out that Pavel Datsuk is reportedly among those holed up at a Russian monastery where a priest has seized control and guarded the area with Cossacks after being told to stop services due to COVID-19 conspiracy beliefs. Now, first of all, Cossacks are a group of predominantly East Slavic-speaking Orthodox Christian people who became known as members of a democratic, self-governing, semi-military community. So... Basically, Mike, this is a monastery guarded by soldiers. Uh, and the reason being uh, is this uh, gentleman, uh, where's his name? Sergis was reportedly banned from conducting religious duties because of his claims that COVID-19 outbreak was a pseudo-pandemic and that this is being used as an excuse to microchip the public. So uh, you feel a tickle in your throat, you get a fever, you go to the hospital, boom, you get a chip. Um... It makes sense to me. I, <laughs> oh man, I gotta say, I gotta go talk to my wife, who's a doctor, and let her know. Like, um, you know, I'm on to you. We know. I'm always, I'm always stunned to read about these kind of people, and like, just to find out, Sergius has an iPhone. Because you know what? They don't need to put the microchip in you. It's literally in your hand, and it just broadcasts everything you like all the time. You're just you're part you're in you're in it you're in the system. I'm sorry, Sergis. Unless you have never touched a cell phone in your life, you're part of this now. So I I never know where these people are coming from, Matt. Well, if you look at Sergis, he definitely uh, he's got the look of an ancient human being from <laughs> different times. Like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a phone. To be completely honest, he, he's he's a cookie he's a cookie looking cat. Um, <laughs> But uh, here, the other part of this, Mike, uh, to continue the story. So obviously, there's there's two sides of this. Dan Milstein, uh, Pavel Datsuk's agent, tweets out, "Pavel is at home uh, with his family." And then, Mike, uh, a video of Pavel uh, exercising, and it's actually him chopping wood. Just one, and that's the video. It's a two second, two second long video on Twitter, and and Pavel's back. Not not even his face. And this is what this is. So the conspiracy posted. theories are out there. Where's his face? We just see some guy chopping wood. We don't know I, who that is. I think it's so funny that his agent is like, no, see, it's fine. Let me do this two second video. Although in 
okay, so the video could have been like, you know, three seconds where we just, you know, pan over and see Pavel give a reassuring thumbs up. Yeah. But I will say, like, one of Pavel's more notable physical traits is his oddly curved spine when he was on the ice. So I got to think that if they couldn't show Pavel's face, you know, there's something about his his hulking back. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like... Um, uh, who was that, that goofy swimmer for the Olympics? That Michael uh, with the underbite. What was his name? Uh, Does Phelps have a weird body? Phelps. Yeah, well, he, ha- he has a body like he designed it, his musculature, to be good at swimming. And Pavel kind of has it to be hunched over a hockey stick. So I will say that if you're going to take one physical attribute of Pavel and some for some reason his face is not an option, yeah. <laughs> number two would probably be his back. No, I was I was prepared to make that joke that, that he it's unmistaken. <laughs> like you you can't make any mistake looking at this video. It's it's Pavel Datsuk. But like I don't know if the better question is you know what what do you think what do you think is more true here, especially based on the Dan Milstein video. Is it Steen Milstein? Milstein, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you do you believe one or the other, or is the better question? Is Pavel Datsuk actually chopping wood for this monastery that obviously <laughs> with soldiers hanging out outside might it might not have electricity, so they gotta keep warm somehow. I, I feel like that is what was actually uncovered in the release of this video, that Pavel's Pavel's at work for this monastery and for uh I don't know if you call him priest or Father Sergius, but uh that's what I'm gathering from this video. I, I think undoubtedly that Pavel Datsuk is holed up in this monastery after seeing that video. I I was one at first that said, um, oh, there's there's the tweet. There's the one that says that Pavel Datsuk's at his house. But then when you see a video of Pavel with his back turned to the camera for two seconds chopping one piece of wood, I don't know how you look at that video and think anything hey, else, but oh, Mike. Pavel Datsuk is most definitely holed up in that monastery. That's definitely Pavel Datsuk. That's definitely him safe with his family. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have left to that conclusion. It reminds <laughs> me of that video of uh, Hugh Jackman when he's uh, uh, doing the, the sound effects for Wolverine in the Logan movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like doing all that. But then they skip the part where he turns and goes, hi. So, oh, he sees Datsuk with an axe with all these, you know, poor dead trees. He's already, you know, just chopped them all in half. Um, but we don't get the, the reassurance at the end that he's just an okay human being. <laughs> also, we skip that part. Yeah. Is it possible that he's already been microchipped, but by the monastery? So now he's just programmed to work. Uh, going back to the X Men movies, when Nightcrawler was in X2. <laughs> And he yeah. was getting those drops on the back of his neck, and then he'd go and try and kill the president. Is that what we're seeing happen now with Pavel Datsuk? I think, I think that question needs to be asked to the right people. Um, and damn it, Milstein, if you're not giving us that answer, ah, piece of garbage. He's just he's taking video of a pre-programmed Pavel Datsuk who's who hasn't moved from that spot of chopping wood for six days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if the video is longer than that, it's just more wood being chopped. There's not, like, a human moment of Pavel smiling, the, you know, the rest, collecting yeah, wood. When the video goes to five and six seconds, the camera pans, and you just see this huge pile of wood that's being <laughs> turned into, like, a cabin or something uh, behind Pavel. 
Alright, well, here, here's the thing. Um, there isn't a lot we can do but make jokes. Uh, uh, well, last joke, by the way. Dan Milstein, it's not even a joke, just an observation. Uh, yeah. The Twitter feed of this reassurance that Pavel is definitely a human, he's definitely okay. Uh, his agent's Twitter handle is at HockeyAgent1. Absolutely, yeah. Because, you know, hockey agent was taken. <laughs> this guy was really on the ball when uh, Twitter came into being. Uh, why pick my name when I can be hockey agent one? Um, but yeah, go ahead. Why Why does he need a Twitter account? I, I <laughs> Riddle me that, uh, Batman. Uh... I never would have verified that account if I was Twitter. <laughs> go ahead. All right, Mike, um, we don't have too much to talk about, so I thought I'd give a quick uh, recap before we jump into... Because um... these rules do get a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so the draft lottery's coming up. Uh, this episode's releasing on Monday before the draft lottery, which is this Friday. Unfortunately, on uh, a very close... Uh, I, are you supposed to... You're not supposed to say when people's birthdays are. I'll just say somebody I know, uh, their birthday may or may not be that day and i may or may not ruin their day based on how that draft lottery turns out but anyway uh it's this friday uh mike we can't go past four uh we have an 18 and a half percent chance of landing the first pick we actually have uh i think a 50 percent chance of landing the top two picks or i'm sorry uh uh the top number three? two uh, oh. pick uh so I thought you, <laughs> we have a 50 percent shot at getting either four or the other three <laughs> And, and don't forget, this is uh, this is going to be phase one of the draft. Uh, since there is, uh, I believe, is it? It's eight teams that are still in the considered a, a playoff teams right now. If they actually end up getting one of the top three picks, which is how the draft lottery works, they're going to do uh, a lottery for the first pick, then the second pick, then the third pick, and then of course when they do the little TV show about it, they're going to go in reverse order and tell you who got what. But um, if uh, one of the playoff teams lands one of those top three picks, then they're going to do a phase two draft, which is going to be after the playoffs are done. Uh, which, Mike, this would have been taken care of if we just waited till after the playoffs to do the draft lottery. Then I don't, we wouldn't even need to be talking right now. Like, easy solution, right? Yes, all done. <laughs> do the draft lottery after the playoffs. That seems pretty easy to me. Or do the it. Fans, the fans need something. Do it after the they do the five game. God, I can't wait to see the, the television ratings for this NFL draft. Uh, I, I, God, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so just discombobulated yeah. by this. Go ahead. The man. NHL. We're we're handing out content. Woo! First, uh, we're gonna give a bunch of players COVID, so that gives you content for this week. And the next week is the draft lottery. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, we probably should have mentioned all the players, including Austin Matthews, that have tested positive for COVID. Uh... Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, phase two, I don't believe they have an actual date for that. And then, of course, the draft will come after all this is, is completed, including if these playoffs ever start. Uh, but, Mike, Mr. Commitment himself with a groundbreaking quote. <laughs> Steve Eiserman says we're excited about it. Uh, we'd love to get the highest pick uh, we possibly can, uh, and we're confident. Where we're picking, we're going to be happy with the player we get. <laughs> I like so. The Ottawa Senators came out and said, 
We are stacked. We are locked and loaded for this draft. This is one of the best drafts ever. We're going to come out of here as a completely different team. And Steve's just like, yeah, I mean, even if it's four, I guess I'll still be happy. You know, I, don't I think Steve should have said, you know, I've been listening to uh, the discussion five and uh, I've been noticing that, you know, a few teams kind of get some really nice gifts um, in a row. You know, they got to tank and Chicago really got rewarded. Pittsburgh really got rewarded. Uh, Washington got rewarded. And not just like one year in a row, like two years in a row, three years in a row. Maybe this could be our turn. How about that? We've been <laughs> sucking nuts for quite a few seasons now. I'm a new GM. I could really use a boost. Uh, how about what's it going to be our turn? Huh? How about that? You know what I'd really love? Like where, like the NHL has already conducted the draft lottery. And after all these teams bitched about like, you can't give the Red Wings a 50% chance at the number one pick and then a guaranteed top two for them to just go, all right, no, you're right. Let's not do that. And then they're just writing in Detroit Red Wings, number one pick. <laughs> oh, look, we did it your way. Look what happened. Um, no, I, I mean, I doubt that the NHL is going to pick us. I think I think they're hoping that, uh, you know, the Maple Leafs get knocked out so they can get another top draft pick, sell some more jerseys that are blue. Uh, anyway, uh, what I, would, what I, I do, do want to talk about... I do love those jerseys. I legit, I don't have, I don't have a... Oh, hockey! The last hockey jersey I had was, um, I think it was Osgood, I want to say. Uh, wow. But, yeah, it's been a minute. I just don't buy jerseys anymore. Uh, I do kind of want a, a Maple Leafs jersey. I mean, after we talk about something that happens in this draft, probably change that decision. But uh, go ahead. Uh, well, I, 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 uh, I just wanted to mention for our next episode, we're going to highlight uh, the possibilities for the Detroit Red Wings draft because it's, we're pretty sure that we're going to land that fourth pick. So we're going to we're going <laughs> to dissect uh, the top. Uh, we'll go to like six guys, uh, yeah. maybe seven. Uh, but what I'm going to do, uh, since I, I am a huge Chell fan, uh, as the kids call it, Chell, Chell 20. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing NHL. Well, like for like twenty straight years. Yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say that. Um, like Detroit sports has kind of been in the toilet for a while. Um, like collectively, all the teams have been poopy: Pistons, Wings, uh, Tigers, and Lions. And the Tigers just secured uh, Torkelson, who is allegedly the top hitter, top top power hitter that you could have gotten this year. There's maybe a few other five tool guys, but is it possible that the Red Wings and the Pistons also get to draft that high? I mean, I don't know if we, I hope we did. Like, I just hope we didn't blow our wide, you know, on, you know, a hitter that we're not going to see for four to five years as he toils away and, you know, double and triple a. Yeah. Cause the Pistons well, are guar- almost guaranteed a top five pick. And then the Red Wings. No, I'm, I'm glad you ruined my momentum and, um, you know, talking about next week's episode to, to say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. No, I'm glad you brought up something that um, barely parallels what we're talking. Uh, <laughs> no, so what we're going to do since I've been playing uh, NHL since uh, 2000, or maybe 2002 is like that. For, anyway. Uh, I, I, we've got five seasons. It's 1994. Huh? What about 1994? NHL 94. Come on. Okay. I, 
Pavel Bure was the greatest player in NHL history. Well, in that I'm game. talking about consecutive years that you I still, still have, have discs at my house. I uh, think Gretzky was in there, in there as player number 99 because they didn't have the rights to get Gretzky's name. Was that in 94 that they still didn't have the rights? I thought that was one of the big... Uh, I thought that's how they juiced it up. I don't think so because I don't think he was on the cover. We're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to do a deep yeah. dive here. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, man, continue yeah. what you were saying. One of these days, I'm pretty I'm sure say... it was Pavel Bure or Bust. That's how you played that game. All right. Well, I'm finally gonna finish my statement here. Since I've been playing <laughs> NHL game forever, uh, and now, God, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Um, I've played five seasons with this year's draft uh, in the game. So we're gonna since we don't we don't scout. Uh, we don't like. Watch these junior high. Not, I bet none of you are watching. Uh, you know the last two hundred games for these kids. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a perfect simulation that the EA Sports uh, game has created. We're gonna take a look at where those players are now. How many Stanley Cups have they won? I'll give you. A, I'll give you a, a hint here uh, for for Lafreniere. The Red Wings drafted him. I'm playing as the Red Wings. So uh, it's been five years. He might have five. Stanley Cup rings, I'm just saying. Uh, so we'll see the overall of these other players, see how EA Sports sees how they're, they're rolling, and then we'll, we'll make our picks based off what EA Sports simulation says we should do. Uh, so I thought that would be fun to kind of go through that, show their career stats so far, and uh, see see which which direction should the Red Wings actually go. Uh, it'll be way more fun if we get the, the fourth pick instead of the first pick. But, uh, Mike? Yeah. It looks like there was a Gretzky, by the way, because uh, if you look up images of NHL 94 and Gretzky, uh, people would make it their life's goal to make him bleed on the ice. So oh. his little avatar is uh, face down uh, with a pool of blood. It's <laughs> very graphic, but <laughs> he was in the game. Um, yes, He was in the game. Very nice, Mike. I love <laughs> just like it's. <laughs> All right, Mike. We're in the game of shaving our pubes, and we do it with our good friends from Manscaped. What Hell transition yeah. that was. <laughs> hit that one right on the nose. But you're not going to hit it on the head, because you've got a precision Whoa, tool in Manscaped. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm such a doofus. I'm going to have to uh, pull out my notes here, because um, the one thing I can comment on is how squeaky clean my area gets. But uh, the things I can't remember are, like, how strong the motor is and stuff like that. But, uh, Mike, we've been talking about it for weeks, and that's because we think that this is the tool for for all of our listeners. All of our listeners. All of our listeners. All of them. All of them. (laughs) Mike, uh, you've got... uh, What do we got here? We've got the lawn... It's the 3.0, okay? So we've gone through two different generations of this lawnmower thing. Um, when When I tried it, Mike... And it, it's just been a, a constant uh, game of, uh, like, the, the weekly game of <laughs> locking the doors and having my 90 minutes. Because the battery lasts so long, uh, toiling away in my restroom, uh, it's, it's, it's a blast. Uh, millions of balls are about to be nick-free, thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe skin technology. Uh, accidents are finally a thing in the past. Uh, when we tell you it's premium, we mean it. It is premium. Uh, like I mentioned, that 90-minute battery, you've got the LED light. And as we like to say, Mike, 
shine in that light where the sun don't shine. They say it, the sun don't shine there for a reason, but that LED light is going to help catch everything. The 7,000 RPM motor charging stand so that you can show off that you're nice and crisp and clean down there. Uh, it's got that nice little USB port. Just, we all have USB cables hanging around the house everywhere. So get her done there. <clears throat> if you're listening to me speak right now, that means you are one of the first people to hear about it. So you want to go over to manscaped.com, use promo code THPN. That is for the Hockey Podcast Network. That gets you 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping with promo code THPN at manscaped.com. You get the Lawnmower 3.0 package. You will not be disappointed, and you will be nick-free. All right, yeah. Mike, let's jump into the 2005 NHL draft, NHL. where finally, Mike, finally, the NHL, their plan is complete. Pittsburgh Penguins draft Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> I just Malkin, just like, and now it better, fu- it better fucking be us. Sidney Crosby. Mike, you said Sidney Crosby is the bomb.com. Uh, I love that. Also, I don't know if that's been used since 2005. But uh, Mike, I, as yeah. the story goes, the Pittsburgh Penguins are ready to move. They're ready to get out of Dodge. Yes. Uh, let's get out of Pittsburgh. Place is a dump. Uh, we don't need to be in a steel town trying to sell hockey that nobody cares about. And uh, lo and behold, uh, the three straight drafts, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins walk away. Uh, with, you know, uh, I mean, this'll, this'll be the dynasty maker. Uh, we talked about it yeah. in the last couple episodes. So, uh, I think it's fair to say that dynasty of what it was, uh, for like in the NFL, uh, you know, in the seventies and the eighties, I think you define it differently now for, for a sport like the NHL, because the, uh, as much as the Red Wings suck this year, this is the league with probably the most parity and any team can win that Stanley Cup every year. Um, well, at least uh, for all the playoff teams, right? Uh, but anyway, th- this this is a parity league and this for the NHL is a dynasty. Um, you've got the Stanley Cups to, to hold on to and uh, the years of being Stanley Cup contenders. But I'm just saying that difference between like having a team win six championships in a row, uh, yeah. like the Steelers, right? They won a bunch in a row. Terry Bradshaw years. I don't. I don't know NFL trivia. Don't. The Steelers were good at one point, right? There's yeah. Terry Bradshaw. There was yeah. The they had Jerome Bettis. They won a Super Bowl. And oh wait, the catch was the Niners. What was the then they had uh, Mike Mike Tomlin. Yeah. There was that. There was the batted ball, and then the guy grabbed it right before it touched the ground. I'll always admire Pittsburgh for having uh, synchronized all the colors of their teams. They're all black and yellow. I thought that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean... If you had to pick, of all the Detroit teams, which colors to spread across the three other sports leagues, which which team would you pick? It would definitely not be Honolulu Blue and (laughs) Silver. Let me immediately eliminate that as a contender. I'm going to um, take that as an answer. That That's good enough for me. I think everybody knows I'm picking red and white because I just couldn't <laughs> live without all my red and white gear that I'm surrounded by in my house. Um, it's, a pick- pretty, it's a crisp red. I really like it. Um, that, tiger's, that Tiger combination is, I don't know, it's pretty iconic, though. That's a tough one. It'll probably be the Red Wings. I think that it's just ranked, you know, almost everybody. It's a consensus. It's like one of the best jerseys across all sports. But 
Now, what if it was the uh, teal and yellow? Uh, oh, yeah. Detroit Pistons. That really popped. That really pops on the ice, Matt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 the Detroit Vipers that were holding up at uh, the Palace. Yeah, yeah, they were there for a cup of coffee. I remember the the videos when you'd walk around the palace uh, for the Detroit Vipers, where it was a montage of guys in fights, and they weren't. It wasn't just the fights; they would show the aftermath to try and sell the sport, and it yeah. was just blood just gushing down people's faces. And I remember, like, as a little kid, going, "I don't, I don't think I should be watching this. I, ah, like it was, it was too much for me." Um, all right. Where were we? 2005 draft. All right. Yeah, Sidney Crosby's great. We know. Uh, <laughs> Penguins are going to be great. Uh, they're they're going to win uh, their first cup against, uh, I don't really remember. Anyway. <laughs> it was us. You, you were supposed to laugh harder. Okay. Uh, is this right? 12 played, 800 plus games. We've got, yeah. or is that from the other notes? Oh, it's from the other notes. I knew it. I knew it. God damn it. <laughs> well, we've got uh, 15, actually, for this one. Played 800-plus uh, games. And then we've got uh, three guys playing 1,000. Uh, and, and Crosby, with all of his injuries, is going to get there. So, again, this I think we've talked in the last couple of drafts. We should probably retire this because it's going to be hard to measure uh, against previous seasons only because guys haven't finished their career yet. So the... We go another year, and they're gonna have even less games played, and then even less games played. So I, this this one's this one's just about made it to this, the uh, runs course. Yeah, um, I was gonna do one one quick thing, one little nugget, because um, we kind of ran away from from Crosby for a second. Do you know that? I think you already know the reason why, but fun fact: he was not rookie of the year. Do you know who was rookie of the year in 05? Tell us. Ovechkin. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. I guess we're forgetting. We don't even have. Yeah, we, we missed. Gotta, we season. gotta let that draft pick come and play some hockey too. <laughs> yeah, uh, isn't that nuts? Yeah, That's pretty crazy. Hockey. I love that actually. Yeah. Uh, like the first, uh, the war between Ovechkin and Crosby ends with an Ovechkin win. That's actually, I like that stat. That's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Crosby. Anything to. <laughs> Just stick it in. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Also, all those Pittsburgh Penguins fans. I'm sure they were pretty angry about that. All right. So, uh, do we want to jump into, Mike, our uh, scouting department department winners and losers? Let's do it. Um, I think off the bat, you absolutely get to say Pittsburgh uh, for drafting somebody who's easily going to be, you know... <laughs> in the hall of fame uh one of the greatest goal scorers ever uh we don't really make these kind of players anymore where they're over a point a game uh was he a three-time stanley cup winner uh i mean fresh out of the gate and all the way up through uh this season just excellence 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 uh, you can trash his mustache if you want you can trash you know the the way they try to overhype him but for a league that is so bad at marketing players. I think for them to actually get Sid the Kid rolling uh, and sell him as like one of the faces of the league, and he, you know, definitely met or exceeded, you know, many of those expectations. Um, 
I wouldn't go to the lengths to call him like a like a LeBron of the NHL, but I think he's definitely one of the names you could just say, and people know you're talking about a, an excellent hockey forward. Why not? I, I mean, I, I, I think only because we don't get to see as much of his public persona because the NHL still doesn't do a great job of that. But okay, I I can see that from. Uh, but from a talent perspective, um, you know, easily one of the best players, you know, we've ever seen. Uh, and he had some historically great clashes with the Red Wings in that uh, 08, 09. Those two uh, Stanley Cup finals were just super duper entertaining, even though only one of them was as fun as the other. Uh, but I mean, this is this is a guy who's just up there for every major award every season. Um, and then his. Man, that apex, man. Uh, 36 goals, 84 assists. In his second season, 120 motherfucking points. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) You really can't ask for much more from, you know, a top pick like that. Um, If Alexi Lafreniere can get to, I don't know, 70% of that, I think Red Wings fans would just be doing cartwheels and parades down the street, you know, for, my God, how long has he been with the Penguins now? Is that... 14, 15 years? Jesus. Yeah. Woo! So, accolades, accolades, accolades. There's as, not... as much as everybody listening to a Red Wings podcast wants to hear us gush about Sidney Crosby, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Kings uh, because they, they, they lock up uh, Anzi Kopitar and Jonathan Quick. And I mean, in this same draft, you've got Carey Price being drafted, but I, you know, if if I had to pick the better career, it's easily Jonathan Quick, and and right now Quick has become a joke uh, because it's you know he struggled so much to to stay at where he was. Uh, yeah, I, I would even argue take out you know those regular seasons and just say stay at where he was when he was shutting out consecutive games and playoffs and and going four game sweeps uh, for round after round. Uh, for the LA Kings, but yeah, I, I, Kings, Kings draft Jonathan Quick, and they don't know that they're getting who's ultimately going to be one of the best playoff performing goaltenders and help the Kings become, you know, one of those teams of the decade on top with the Penguins. Um, and it's not a first pick. You know, the Penguins yeah. built their team with uh, three top two picks, and the Kings. Luck out with Jonathan Quick actually working. So I, I uh, and, and uh, I think it was pick 72. And I, I wanted to bring up the point as well, because there's, there, uh, with, there's constant arguments on Twitter about should you draft a goalie in the first round or even in the top 10. And we do have yeah. some, uh, we have some potential stardom, uh, at least what the scouts say for goaltending this year. But I, I mean, even when we we look at this season, like, would you be happy, Mike, if we collected uh, the exact replica of Carey Price in this year's draft at pick numbers? Uh, let's say if we get pick number one, we know where we're going. But right. the Red Wings do need <laughs> goaltending for the future. If we had pick number four, are you going to be happy if we get Carey Price at number four? Looking back at what he's done in his career and how much his salary affects the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and then I, I'm trying not to lead the witness, but... Mike, look I'm at all the bullshit just... he's done and how much money it costs to have Carey Price. You want that shit? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, uh, well, I mean, you touched on one player for the Kings. It's uh, it's Kopitar for me. Um, I think you could almost make the argument he's um, a Los Angeles Pavel Datsuk. Uh, the way he's up there for Lady Bings, Selkies, um, and he's still a dude getting basically a point a game. Uh, you know, he's there for their Stanley Cup victories. Obviously, you know, with uh, a certain goaltender, you know, behind him and quick. Um, but yeah, just a, a guy that I, I think one one thing I wanted to piggyback, you know, uh, um, watching Washington, Pittsburgh, and we're going to see the Blackhawks kind of exploit tanking, you know, and taking advantage of getting the first couple picks. The Kings didn't quite have that advantage. You know, they had to rely a little bit more on, you know, some good scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're just barely in the top 10 or, you know, like in this situation, quick was all the way at like pick 73. Um, that's, that's, you know, you want to have that, that level of, um, you know, that kind of eye for talent. And so I just want to, you know, make sure we're properly crediting this pick as well. So right, good job now, by you. Now's a good time to, uh, to talk about the, the good boy award, which is my favorite to hand out. <laughs> Uh, because we're we're just gonna go over all the same names we just talked about. So this is guys that were actually successful and then stuck around with one team. So that's why they're the good boy. So yeah. obviously uh, we we come right back to Anzi Kopitar and Jonathan Quick are up there. Uh, Carey Price. Uh, I, I don't know how you walk away from the money that he was offered. Uh, Sidney Crosby, obviously. I also threw Chris Letang on there. I thought that was uh, kind of a nice. Yeah, I forgot to throw him in for uh, Pittsburgh doing a good job. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's a fantastic pickup. A name that, just like, uh, as Red Wings fans go for playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, a name that, you know, tears at your eardrums when you hear it, the uh, same as, as Crosby, only because it's a name, even though it's synonymous with uh, our Stanley Cup win, it's also with our Stanley Cup loss, and then <laughs> seasons <laughs> after that of, uh, you know, yeah. losing to the Penguins, and now they're still competitive, and we are dog shit. So, yeah. um, <laughs> definitely got to throw the tang in there for sticking around with Pittsburgh, too. Um, um, so the, we have uh, what, another one of our awards here, Matt. Uh, our Dead Soup Diamond in the Rough winner. <sighs> There's a little debate about including him. But, I mean, he's a winner. He still had, you know, uh, point every other game. Um, that's Patrick Hornquist. Uh, you know, guy got a couple cups with uh, his goddamn Penguins. Um, but I mean, you can't be this draft. I know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, a guy, uh, definitely a lot of consistency, uh, where you're basically going eight straight seasons with like between like 53, 48 points. So that's, that's something that I don't think anyone would be upset about to have on their squad. Uh, but one other award that I'm really bummed, Matt, uh, cause when we started doing this, we were blown away to see that Yuri Depita. Drafted at the ripe age of uh, 31. Uh, this this is the first year where we don't have anybody drafted over the age of 20. So Everybody's 18, 19, and 20. <sighs> rest in peace, um, those those weird draft picks of guys <laughs> who, uh, you know... Uh, they were ready you know, to could, play. Could, they could already rent cars. Yeah, you know, you none can. of these players can drink. <laughs> they, they can't rent cars. Um, that's over. Yeah, unfortunately, I think going forward, this uh, we're going to have to cross off the Yuri DePito award. We're going to double check. I'm not going to let this die, but it looks like finally, you know, the NHL figured out to stop drafting all these fucking old people. So, Who, again, I'll say, they're ready to go. 
You get, yeah. They can rent a car, and they could probably skate on an ice uh, rink. All right, so uh, just real quick, Mike, do you want to hit us up with the scouting department losers? Because I really like the research you Yeah, there's, the there's two of them. Uh, one is Florida, who, uh, woo, man, uh, they've been uh, really doing a bad job with COVID, and they did a really bad in the 05 NHL draft. <laughs> um, yes. As we know. Uh, the... What an equation. Uh, yeah, they definitely, the front office uh, of, of the Florida Panthers is also in charge of the state of Florida. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that they did have something with the Flor- oh, Floridian policy of COVID. Um, they got a whopping 43 man games out of that. Um, rough. But, man, I still think that's not quite as bad as the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, who... It seems like historically they've just never been able to find a goalie. Matt, uh, you know, they'll make the argument that their boy Freddie is doing okay, but, you know, and they had Cujo, but mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. this was the year that they drafted Tuka Rask and gave up on him for Andrew Raycroft, who admittedly, you know, was not horrible in subsequent seasons, right? But for the Leafs, uh, Raycroft, played one healthy season, and then the next year he played 19 games, then he was gone. Um, and apparently the justification from the uh, the great minds in Toronto was that uh, we we didn't want to keep Rask and our other hot prospect goaltender uh, because who needs two hot prospects when we could have a uh, we could have a WWE now and a WWE forever, right? So we got our WWE now and Raycroft and our forever was a guy named Pogi. Now, is that fun to say? Yes, it is. Did he ever make it in that NHL? No. He played seven games. He's, he's in the KHL doing something, but Maple Leafs, you get an F. You can't give up on a goaltender like that, and uh, I don't know what you saw in Pogi, but nobody else saw it. Uh, <laughs> so, out of the NHL, let's kick the Maple Leafs out of the NHL. All right, who's with you? <laughs> we just uh, want those jerseys. All hands um, up. Did all we right. uh, did we get all the categories out there? I think we did. I think we're ready to uh, take a peek at uh, redrafting the before, only 2005 we, NHL dra- Oh, yeah. Before we draft Crosby first, do we spitefully fuck oh. the Pittsburgh Penguins over and make him second? Is there any? Is there anybody else you could see at number one Can I, for the Penguins at we, this time? We Who did. Already have- Mark Andre Fleury. Hop, 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 hop. Again. We we did miss. We did miss. We forgot about. Oh, these guys. Yeah, we forgot about talking about hey! the Detroit Red Wings. What uh, did they actually, do, man? It was a pretty big, pretty big draft year. Uh, you pick up Darren Helm, who's going to be a part of uh, the 2007-2008 Stanley Cup run. Uh, Abdulkader tries to help out in 08 and 09. And uh, still, Jakob Kindle. You get 331 games played out of that guy. And yeah. think about the difference between... Uh, what do we just say the Florida Panthers got from their entire draft camp? And uh, Jakob Kendall gets 10 times yeah. as many games played. Yeah, so, good th- point. You know, as bad as, you know, Kendall was, Florida would have taken him over all their draft picks. Yeah. How about that? And Florida. who knows where his career goes when you're surrounded by, you know, Floridians. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, still. Still affecting the Red Wings to this day is this draft and will be for a couple more years for Mr. Abdulkader and his wonderful contract that our beloved Ken Holland left for us. 
uh, and for poor Steve. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, this draft, you could make the argument, is, is affecting the Red Wings and helped us get as low as we are now and will affect us for the next few years. Um, unfortunately, it just it has to be said. And good on Abdul Kader and his agent for locking up that deal. But, uh, God damn, if that's not going to be one of the worst things Ken Holland did as a GM in his entire career. Uh, and, and it's it's connected to this draft. So almost something we you completely, know, you know. We, uh, we talked about uh, Datsuk's agent on Twitter being Hockey Agent 1. The way that Abdelkader's agent finagled this uh, coffin deal, this mortgage for the Detroit Red Wings, I would be surprised to find out, you know, his Twitter handle is the real Hockey Agent number one. <laughs> Because that was an amazing uh, just ripoff of the Illich's money. Excellent job by that guy. Woo! Owns Holland's ass. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> the uh, all right. Back to the 2005 NHL draft, Mike. I, I, as you ruined my momentum before, I ruined your momentum as you were talking about. Is there anybody that you pick at number one besides? Sidney Crosby. The, there's there's no skater that can hold a candle to Crosby. Um, no, I mean, no. arguably in the last 15 years, let alone in this draft. So the argument becomes... Well, Connor McDavid can... I mean, he's... Uh, I don't know. I'd still take Sid. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing that comes up now. Like, uh, they do those player polls, and they say, if you had to build a team now... Would you pick Lafreniere or Crosby? They, they, that's the, it's like, I, I don't even think it's 50-50. So to make your argument is players still pick Crosby over McDavid. And it's probably because of, there's actually Stan, Stanley Cups that, uh, you know, Crosby gets to stack up and McDavid has a bunch of teams that he's helped garner more first picks. So, um, I, I mean, I should say more lottery picks. I shouldn't say first picks, but, yeah. uh, that, that's definitely an easy argument to make for, for Crosby to be better than McDavid is just, I mean, from the get-go, so, uh, you talk a couple years after he's drafted, uh, he's going up against the Red Wings in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I, how do you, yeah, how do you argue that McDavid through a few years I can't, now, I can't make yeah, that argument. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you this then, because I know you kind of alluded to it earlier. There's, there's no skater that you would take over Crosby. Um, is there any argument to be made in hindsight, you know, doing a redraft in hindsight with Carey Price? Obviously, it does not work for the Penguins because they've already committed to Andre Fleury. This isn't an Andrew Raycroft situation, fucking Maple Leafs. So, obviously, they're not going to do it. But would another team at number one be able to maybe justify Carey? I mean... Sure, yeah, like the Detroit Red Wings who were, <laughs> you know, at the top of their game at that time and were juggling goaltenders after Hashik left and eventually he comes back. Uh, Osgood's jumping around the league and eventually he comes back. But, you know, I mean, yeah, Carey Price at, like, league minimum. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> lock it up. <laughs> let's do it. Um, no, I, I I, think that's that's how you make that argument. I. I've, I will die on that hill. Drafting a goalie in the top 10 has, I just don't see it working out. And I think Carey Price is a great example. You, you could be as happy as you want to be. As a Montreal Canadiens fan, you can have all your Carey Price jerseys. You can have a jersey that actually has his salary number on it instead of his actual number. 
but I, I just... You get a goalie that's listed as a superstar from the get-go, and I think this is what you're doomed to be as a team that... Um, I mean, look at the Vancouver Canucks. And even though they didn't draft Roberto Luongo, they bring Roberto over, they give him all that money, and then they have a star goaltender. And even though they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they were so close, uh, you know, the city burns down the next day because they go down to the Boston Bruins. So I, uh, I just... Yeah, it, it, it feels like so many, so many goaltenders, too, like... Well, they'll improve once they get traded. You know what I mean? Like they, most of the time there's like a little bit of a hot potato before they figure it out yeah. or there'll be somebody who just gets on a hot streak. So it's, it's so hard to say that even with Carey Price, who's excellent, he has not made as much of a positive impact as Crosby on his team. Well then, and then you take a look at like the LA Kings and they, they were trading away goaltender prospects for years uh, to other teams because they just kept drafting goaltenders, even though they had quick winning Stanley cups and they, you know, like that's kind of the way to do it. So you don't want to do it the way the Red Wings are doing it, where they have zero goaltender prospects that we could maybe count on one day. Like you just kind of look at that list and you go, well, that guy's too old. Uh, this guy keeps getting sent down to the ECHL. So is there really any talent there, or are we just hoping that one day it catches fire? Um, and then, you know, you've also got the stories like Jordan Bennington and the St. Louis Blues, where he gets called up and the Blues got to go on a historic run and then win the Stanley Cup. Um, and then Bennington, you know, not having a Vesna caliber season this season. Uh, so, I mean, it's such a toss-up. I think I think what's better is to have your goalie turn into a superstar after they win the cup um, and just have have a couple of guys in your system that you can try and roll the dice on because uh, it's just it's so tough. Uh, it, it, we were just talking Jimmy Howard a couple of uh, episodes ago because he got drafted, and his numbers career-wise, you know, it, you're not going to look – you're not going to play the eyeball test and go, Jimmy Howard is just as good as Carey Price – but I mean, I'm just I'm talking from like sheer success from like wins and things like that. Like you got to build a team around him, and if you can have a shit ball like Jimmy Howard, be surrounded by superstar talent like Nicholas Lindstrom and Pavel Datsuk and Zetterberg, um, you know he was in those the conversation a couple of seasons where uh, I, I remember we were trying to rework the rules for Rookie of the Year and people writing major articles about why Jimmy Howard can't win or why he should win and things like that uh, because he came out and like kicked the door in. And same thing with uh, Mrazek, too. Uh, but I, I just... You know what? The story of Jimmy Howard and how he we had to absolutely stop playing Chris Osgood and play Jimmy Howard, and then we absolutely had to stop playing Jimmy Howard and play Peter Mrazek. Like that, that's right there. It's the perfect example of how wishy-washy uh, goaltenders and the stories can be and how quick you can go up and how quickly you can fall. Um, I just, yeah, it's it's not a game I'm, I'm willing to play when I have a top 10 draft pick because to me, it seems, it seems like your, your forward, your top forwards are going to help define your team more, even though your goaltender is out there for 60 minutes. I, I just think uh, the whole the whole game is more important of what's in front of that goaltender. Uh, and the New York Islanders are a great example of that. Then, um, 
you know, not only your strategy, your defenseman in front. I don't know. I'm still rambling. Uh, we got to jump back into our draft here. But ultimately, no, I, I'm not taking Carey Price at number one. Never, ever, ever. And I think the Penguins wouldn't either, right? I mean, they they took Mark Andre Fleury, but um, you know they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna go. Well, there's another superstar talent in Carey Price here because uh, they're hopefully counting on Mark Andre Fleury to to jump in. All right, uh, I I agree. I mean, there's not really. There's not really a dispute, uh, but the skaters are going to make more of an impact. You can kind of hide a, a terrible goalie with defensemen. Uh, and then if you score enough goals, it doesn't matter how crappy your goalie is. So you can get away with it. Uh, the Rodwigs have issues because we can't score goals. So we don't have defensemen, so we can't play that game. But the focus should not be to get a goaltender. It's you got to fix these other areas. So, Matt, I think Crosby, I don't know if, if – I don't even know if we want to go like you first, me first, because it's it's Crosby is number one. So it's not even one of us picking. Uh, we could start with number two. Uh, Matt, you want to you want to help out the Ducks here? Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going to take Carey Price. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to take him one, but number two. Uh, right. Yeah, number two. Anybody? No, uh, this this is easy peasy. Anzi Kopitar. Coming over to oh, yeah. uh, to the Ducks, they're they're looking for some winger help. Um, this is uh, this is easy as pie. Uh, but you got Anze Kopitar coming in. I I know you've got a great two way center coming in. I don't know how you turn that away. Like if you have the crystal ball and you're playing this game, um, and, and the Ducks arguably, you know, they're they're coming a couple seasons off to uh, after the uh, uh, John Sebastian Jagir years so i think in their heads they're probably still thinking we're, we're cool we're good on goaltending and um yeah all, all that combined let's let's keep building up the the forward list here and Anze kopitar number two all right uh that uh i mean yeah that, that, actually i didn't you know you've got the two-way forward but also 950 points you got leadership uh bringing in some stanley cups for the kings too so uh 106.5 point share uh, which puts him at the number three player on on this draft for bringing bringing points to your team. Well, that uh, means I get my first official pick here. Um, helping out Carolina, they took Jack Johnson, who he's uh, just never, yeah, never really panned out. You know, as a top pick. Um, good you know, friends. He, 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 good friends with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a Penguin now, I believe. Yeah, um, that's how we got that job. <laughs> I just I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them a defenseman. Uh, I, I the way these guys I I, I don't know if I want to give them Keith Yando. I'm I'm gonna go a different route for them because you know they got they they originally drafted Jack who never really you know panned out. It seemed like even they kept him for a while and they kept waiting and waiting for him to pan out. Right? Too many pans in that sentence. I'm gonna give him a guy who came flying out of the gate. Um, we're going to give him the third best center in this draft. We're going to give him Paul Stastny. Um, because as, as far as, you know, Johnson, not, he came out of the gate slow. He, he went into the second lap slow. And then the, you know, the third lap, he was still at the same kind of pace. Stastny came out firing, man. Um, he wasn't part of that great Ovechkin, um, uh, Crosby rookie of the year talk. Cause he, he took an extra year to get started for Colorado originally. Yeah. Uh, but hot out of the gate, his first couple seasons, um, you know, he's getting 78, 71 points. 
So I, I think Carolina would be a lot happier to get a guy who, you know, was, was up for awards. He was contributing on the stat sheet. Um, and you didn't have to wait for it. He, he came out ready to roll. So give me, give me Stasty for Carolina. Let's, let's get some points on the board instead of a below average replacement level defenseman. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm jumping in here with, um, the Minnesota wild, uh, Benoit Pouliot. I, <sighs> this is, this is going to be kind of funny. Cause I, I think I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put the Minnesota wild in, in a terrible position here for the next uh, 15 years. Um, Poor Montreal Canadiens, or you know what? Maybe good for them. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. Because uh, I'm actually I'm gonna jump in here and move Carey Price, who we've <gasps> talked about already. Oh boy! Matthew. Over to Minnesota. Uh, they had the opportunity to take him, and they didn't. Um, I, I'm I'm not saying. All right. I I just want to have more fun with this. I can't, I mean Carey Price. Like I said, it, it's tough for me to, to make the argument that uh, you are you are going to take a top 10 goalie, but, uh, you know, the point share is there. And I think one of the problems that Minnesota um, has had in regards to, like, getting notice from the NHL is is having those superstars that they can point back to. Because even, even when they picked up uh, Parise and Suter, it's like those two guys just disappeared. Uh, so I, I want Minnesota to have like some star power that brings them some notice. Uh, do the Montreal Canadiens need star power to bring them notice? No. What they do is they bring in superstars, and then uh, the you know French Canadian media hates them and then kills them. So uh, let, let's let's see let's see what the Minnesota media actually does to Carey Price because I, I mean I. I do like this idea of of trying to you know make Minnesota more noteworthy. Um, but I, you know, uh, you also, you got a game changer. I mean, I, I still hate, I still hate goalies in the top 10, but I also just didn't want you to take carry price at number five. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I, yeah. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, at number six, Columbus did take Gilbert Brule, who it just sounds like a bowl of cold beet soup. Um, they eventually did pick a goalie at 173 or so, and yeah, the need is there. And honestly, Matt, at number five, I was I was going to do a draft buster, and I was going to take this guy at five. Uh, but instead, he's going to go number six. Matt, we took Kopitar, so the Kings are fucked right now. Uh, they, they lose one of their best players um, early in the draft, and they lose another one here because Jonathan Quick, a two-time. Two-time Stanley Cup winning goalie. Nice. He's going to number six. He's going to Columbus. Why are we skipping Montreal? I thought you just picked for Montreal. Oh, my God. Matt, for Montreal. They get Jonathan Quick. So they go from one Hall of Famer to the other. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I like it. I like Jonathan. Like, so they still <laughs> get the goalie, and then you just threw him on over to Columbus. I was like, Oops. Oh my goodness! He went he went by so fast he skipped a draft slot. Uh, so Jonathan <laughs> Quick, he's gonna go to Montreal. Uh, we know the Canadians are gonna be excited to uh, you know wear Quick jerseys instead of Price. Uh, but pretty easy transition. Uh, more goaltending excellence. Another five letter name. Uh, I, you know, I you could make the argument. I think that you're getting an improvement uh, playoff wise. So. Uh, yeah. 
category is going to be too upset. Uh, career to career, it's they're they're almost identical, except one has championships, one does not. So Matt, any quick all day. There you go. Now you get now you get to actually pick for Columbus instead of me who jumped the gun. Oh man, I really couldn't wait to take Jonathan Quick. No, I, uh, <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the direction that they that Columbus was going in. We're gonna give them some forward help. And uh, this this is a name that uh, surprisingly hasn't really come up yet. Um, not even not even taken in the first round. But uh, the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche do get Paul Stesny. Um, and he, he actually played in the WCHA in Denver. So they, they had a lot of time to take a look at Paul Stasny. So uh, probably Wait, why you I just picked Stasny. Oh, I'm not. See, I'm trying to take notes right now on who's going where. And you're not taking your goddamn notes because I'm not listening to you. All right. <laughs> so Stasny's off the board. God damn it. I, I, you got to type up who you're taking. Stasny um, went to the Canes, Matt. Oh, uh, uh, cause he shit. Now I got to reset. All right, fine. Um, well, this, this like, has uh, very little Minnesota thought behind Vikings, it. Uh, missed picks. Yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, TJ Oshie, I guess. Jesus, this feels so stupid now. Uh, I'm just going to take the next center on the board. Uh, 567 points starts winning some cups with Washington. Um, yeah, uh, why not? He's uh he's got those awesome um, shootout skills, so that'll that'll come into play in a couple years. <laughs> TJ Oshie, <laughs> god damn it! I feel like such a fucking tool right now. That's okay. Uh, we both the... did it. One team missed their pick. The next team tried to pick somebody who was already picked. This draft has just been bananas after Crosby. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, so that that brings us to Chicago. Matt, there's a part of me that, again, wants to pick a, uh, a spitefully um, to crater the Chicago Blackhawks, um, especially because we know what's coming for them in the next year or two, uh, where they're going to get their, their pillars for the future. Um, instead, whew, I'm not going to be that spiteful. I'm going to give them a pretty consistent wing. Uh, Matt, give me James Neal. Um his apex was, uh, my God, what a career this guy had. Um, his apex, he, he also had a cup of coffee with, with Pittsburgh there. Uh, he didn't get to enjoy the gravy years uh, with the cups. But, uh, you know, you're not going to be upset about getting a guy who, who gets a, you know, 81-point season um, his, at age 24. Uh, you know, uh Drafted by Dallas, but his, his best seasons, uh, you know, we're, we're in Pittsburgh statistically. Uh, you know, that's when he got his all-star games. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's We're getting deep into this draft. We've we've got, you know, the top guys off the board. Neil's, Neil's just, you know, consistent, but, I, you know, I wouldn't say he's going to turn around the Blackhawks. And making this pick, I think they're still going to be in shape to, you know, draft their pillars um, in the next, uh, you know, year and two well I, i'm i'm ready to help the sharks out because we've been watching them struggle um almost winning stanley cups uh two years ago it's it's heartbreaking to watch uh it, it really is poor joe thornton and now his career is pretty much done um and and one of the issues that they've always run into is goaltending and i i realize i realize that i'm not i'm not a hypocrite for taking carrie price uh, because it actually turned out well 
So when I talk about not drafting a goaltender, it's because you don't know if it's going to turn out well. Uh, so this is why I'm taking another goaltender in the top 10. I'm actually like, all right, I'm, I'm like making the pivot right now. I'm like, all right, this is why it makes sense. Because um, you don't, if you knew Tuka Rask was going to be great, you don't wait and, and take him, you know, in the third or fourth round because Matt said don't draft a goalie in the top 10. You don't draft a goalie in the top 10 just like in the real world. But when you've got that crystal ball and you can help the San Jose Sharks actually have a goaltending solution and maybe win a cup and poor old Joe Thornton, which, you know what, you think about this, Mike. If I do this, the Sharks are probably knocking out the Red Wings uh, and we don't, we don't get all of our fanfare in, uh, I believe... Then that would be 08-09, at least making it to the Stanley Cup uh, final, not winning. Or was it or was it 07-08 that we played the Sharks? I'm trying to remember. Uh, anyway, forget. we're probably getting eliminated by them now that they have Tuka Rask. But uh, fuck it, let's help out the Sharks. Why not? Tuka Rask going. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, uh, the argument I'm making is uh, I, I, I am talking out of both sides of my mouth here. Um in regards to taking another goaltender, and now Carey Price, Jonathan Quick, and Tuka Rask have all been drafted in the top ten. But if you can guarantee that you're getting Tuka Rask, yeah, do it. I'm just saying, you can't always guarantee it. There we go. Uh, that brings us to the final top ten pick. Nope. Uh, we got a number nine and then a number ten. For me. I get, uh, I should have added that caveat there. Matt, if if you had a choice, would you take Ray Emery or Ben Bishop? <laughs> ben Bishop? Well, let me double check here because I think uh, I might have I fucked this up again. This might be our, our most discombobulated draft uh, Are you drafting year. Ray Emery in a year that he's not eligible to be drafted? No, Ottawa already had Ray Emery. Oh. Um, they had a pretty stacked roster uh, because they were actually getting a lot of points in 2005. Uh, the one spot I think they could use some help is at goaltender. Uh, Jesus. You could, you, could make the, you could make the argument that they get Keith Yandel, who, um, uh, you know, had an opportunity to be our dad suit diamond in the rough winner. I know he was he was really clamoring to get that. Um, but you, you get you know we're going ben, ben Bishop. We're giving them the six foot Good seven God. monster. Um. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I opened up this draft with ten minutes on not taking goaltenders in the top. That's 10. what we do. That's the specialty of the you know discussion five. We like talking on both sides of our mouth. Um. Uh, Bishop, uh, you know, we had pretty a couple good seasons there. Uh, you know, pretty solid for Tampa. Um, he didn't really do anything for St. Louis, who gave up on him uh, after just two seasons. Uh, he, he played 13 games for them. Uh, you know, he got most of his magic in Tampa um, as an all-star. Uh, you know, the Vesna votes, the Hart votes, all that stuff. Um, and then he's kind of had a little, a uh, little bit of a resurgence with uh, Dallas. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think that this is a long-term plan. I, I don't know why St. Louis and Ottawa kind of punted on it, but uh, Tampa Bay, uh, run by Mr. Iserman, uh, definitely saw something in this guy. So uh, he's going to Ottawa. He's going to help them out. I, I hope well, they give him a chance over Emery. Uh, <laughs> Iserman was still playing hockey at this point. Well, no, I mean, when he's... <laughs> 
He's assessing them in 2014, 15, 16. You know, those were prime lightning years, you son of a bitch. But, Matt, you get the 10th pick. Um, you get to close this out for right. Vancouver. So this this is fun. This is why I thought Stasny hadn't been picked yet, because I thought it was for sure Keith Yandel going at number three, so I just stopped listening. And now Keith Yandel made it all the way to number 10, because that's where he's getting picked up. But, uh... Yeah, Yandel was one of those guys that I remember every offseason reading the articles about, are the Red Wings going to trade for Keith Yandel? And always, you know, then I'm keeping an eye on when his contract is expiring. I wanted yeah. this guy to be a Red Wing so goddamn bad. I don't I don't even know, because he's, he's easily a top four defenseman. It's, it's a harder discussion for a top two. But at a number 10 pick and a career top four defenseman i think this is an easy pick um for for keith yandel vancouver canucks huge upgrade over luke borden um but i i i, I just remember having like a uh like you get those crushes on players that don't like they don't really add up like why wouldn't i sit there at the same point in in keith yandel's career and go man i wish we had zidane ochara like why wasn't i saying that or like brent burns but no i was like it's like, um, you know, I, I was a chubby kid in high school, so I was I always had crushes on the girls that were like, you know, in my league. I didn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I was like, yeah, we can get Keith. Yandel. We're not gonna get Zdeno Chara, but we can get Keith Yandel. So I had a I had a Keith Yandel crush. I always thought that that was possible for the Wingdings, uh, but now he's a Vancouver Canuck, so let's uh, maybe maybe it'll be more possible for the Red Wings to pick him up. All right, Mike, that was the absolute worst draft we've ever done. Um, forgetting who we drafted. That's, we took a week off last week. It really, we got to get back on the bike, so next week will be our best episode ever. Now we, you know, our... we, gotta, we should set up this draft before we do it instead of just rolling it off the cuff. We do all this research for each draft year, and then... We like all we have to do is set up. Well, if Mike takes this guy, then I'm taking this guy at number three, and that's all yeah. we have to do. And there, we don't do any of it. We don't. <laughs> uh, and that whole time that you were taking Stasny at three, I was trying to find Minnesota's goaltenders so that when I took Carey Price, I could make the argument that it made sense. And then I just couldn't get like my internet wasn't working, so I couldn't get the page to load up. And then I just took him anyway. Um, so this uh, is basically we'll get him next always, week. Yeah, this always turns into more of a ranking instead of like who who are we helping out. But uh, everybody, next week we are going to be talking uh, our our top uh, six or seven guys coming into the NHL draft. Once we know who the where the Red Wings are drafting, and uh, we're going to do it through Chell Twenty. We're going to take uh, five years of simulations and see who's actually had a great career. I'll give you a hint. Lafreniere was drafted by me, so he had quite a great career over five years. Um, but we'll take a look at everybody else. And uh, like, and, and the, I got this idea, Mike, because uh, uh, Stutzel showed up in my Stanley Cup Finals, and oh. he was on the fourth line of the team that I was playing. So after five years, he hadn't made it past the fourth line. So we'll get into those statistics and more uh, next week's episode so we'll have a better idea where Stevie's drafting. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will we'll do a better job with the 2006 draft. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody.
Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody